This is Shani Suisa with the Saniac Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things MTV's The Challenge. And we have a special guest in the house today. Unfortunately, Zach is sick. Well, not really unfortunately, because I know everybody is excited about this. Uh, so we have Miss Alexandra Nada in the house. Woo! Hey, everybody. For those of you that aren't on Challenge Fans Facebook group, uh, Alex is the admin over there. She's also a longtime Challenge super fan. She's been watching the show pretty much as long as I have. I think we started around the same time. Um, and, you know, she has a huge passion and knowledge of the challenge. So we're excited to have her back. And she also was with me and Zach through all of the crazy games that we randomly mention on the <laughs> podcast. So Alex is clued in on all of the typical Shawnee and Zach personal jokes. Oh, my dog is so cute. I wish I could flip the camera to show you guys. He's just adorable. Uh, so we're going to be talking to Alex a little bit about, you know, herself as well with the challenge and challenge fans. And we'll get a really cool perspective from her because you guys get to see so much more of the fan opinion than anybody else because you guys are like the filter box for all of the nonsense that comes through to challenge fans and you guys get all of the posts and you see just the sheer mass of how much people either hate someone love someone want to talk about someone you know so that's a whole new take that we haven't had on this show yet so i'm excited for that and i think people will be eager to see it's almost like you you guys are collecting research on the challenge you know what people actually think production should get in touch with you guys about that kind of stuff oh yeah we we like get a little shady in the admins chat at time we'll be like this post is ridiculous <laughs> i can imagine oh, i'd love to be in there i'd love to just take a little peek <laughs> take a little just peek. for one day um, all right. So our favorite sponsor, Stitcher Premium, you guys. It's amazing. You get to listen to all your favorite shows ad free. It's only $34.99 for a whole year or $4.99 a month. And if you use our code SANIAC, you get one month free off your monthly plan, which is fantastic. There's tons of shows on there. We are on there. Uh, so check that out, Stitcher Premium. You can go to stitcher.com forward slash premium. And again, use our code SANIAC. Now, before we get into the actual episode, we do have to do a little apology tour for Mr. Calhoun from last week and also a bit for myself because I didn't uh, interject when I should have during the episode. And, you know, we got a lot of hate this week. Well, I should say I got because nobody ever messages Zach when he does something wrong. Everybody just messages me because they think I'm like his keeper. I'm going to be able to do something magical about his behavior or his words. But I just am not. And, you know, he also watched back the portion of the episode that was controversial, which is when we were talking about just racism and, um, you know, shit that Camilla's done in the past. But more specifically, we were talking about the story between Jordan and Naya. And, you know, we both misspoke for sure. What we were really talking about was just that specific event, that specific situation between Jordan and Naya and how somebody can do something super ignorant and super stupid and super racist and still not actually be a racist themselves. But, you know, that's part of, I mean, think about, you know, with Emily and with Blackface, like she for sure would never do that again, knowing what it is, right? But in that moment, she just had no idea and it was uh, a, a mistake and it's still wrong. And Zach never said that it wasn't wrong one bit. And so that's really where we have to clarify on that and the fact that he wasn't saying, you know, this stuff is okay at all. He was just saying that 
sometimes it's not out of, you know, a person's entirety. Like you can't judge them as a whole just because of that one error. So um, he'll be back on here next week. He is really, really sick. You guys, he sounds like a gremlin. So we weren't <laughs> allowing him to come on the show this week, but he didn't want you to think that he's bowing out because of this at all. So he'll be back here next week. We can clarify that more. And we can also go deeper into what happened with Jordan and Naya. There's a lot of good stuff out there. There's a lot of interviews with both of them that talk about the event. So we can get you know, we can research for you and give you guys the definitive answer of what actually happened instead of just the rumors and the crazy media circus that goes around behind these stories and all the shit that everybody runs away with. So um, we want to put that behind us. I didn't upload last week's episode because I wanted to wait until I did this and then I'm going to upload them together so that way you guys can get the full picture without everybody fucking going crazy. And for the record... All the people who sent us hate were not regular listeners. They were all psychopaths, okay? And they all ha- like clearly put in their in their messages that they sent to us. It was so obvious that they themselves didn't listen to the Saniac podcast one bit because everything they were saying was just like inaccurate. Nothing they were saying was actually right, you know, or things that we've said. So they were just, you know, somebody's minions, I guess, coming in and throwing shit at us. So it was stupid. Classic challenge fandom. Oh my God. It was just like nuts, but it was kind of, in a way it was kind of cool to see because it was such a small scale. Obviously I maybe got, I don't know, 10 messages compared to what, let's say someone like Amanda gets, you know, or, or Cara right now, you know, but as much as I dislike her, she's probably getting just an insane amount of hate. So to see a small sample of that was crazy and I my stance on the fact that I'm so against it still stands because I, it's insane I couldn't even imagine being inundated with like thousands of messages Ugh. no these people are mad okay so we're gonna jump into the episode tonight Alex saw some clips here and there but she didn't see all of it which you know in theory is fine since we always do this show with the idea that people haven't watched it <clears throat> for Erlene, who literally <laughs> never watches the show ever. Uh, so we'll still do all the usual rundowns and everything like that. Um, let's see. Yeah, Zach. I know. Zach is, by the way, Zach is in the comments right now, you guys. So he's trolling the <laughs> shit out of everything now. So you guys can go and, and see what Zach is saying. No, Michael, you cannot get a shout out that you're my favorite because you're actually not my favorite. So I don't like Definitely to lie. Not. No. Not. You got kicked out of Jersey for a reason. I wasn't even involved in that, but I was pleased. <laughs> I wasn't either. I just realized he wasn't there one day, but I was like, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> um, okay, so we come back from the elimination. You have Tori and Jordan. They're just like being really cute as per usual. And then Kaylee doing damage control with D. And this is where instead of apologizing, the boys kind of doubled down on their stance with D. And yeah. the thing for me is like, how come they only care now if people can't run a final when the entire game they've been weakening their team, sending home some of the strongest players, and now all of a sudden it's like, well, the alliance doesn't matter. It's a matter of a strong team. And Kaylee is also still there. It's not like she's a super yeah. strong player that's going to kill a final. That's what I was thinking is like they're so concerned about D, but I don't know how they haven't been concerned once about Kaylee, how they haven't raised that concern like, that's concerning if I was on their mm. team. Kaylee, clearly the weakest girl in the house. And she, listen, she works out now. She started training since she got on the challenge for sure. But there's a big difference between someone who's like started training, you know, over the past year versus real athletes. You know, yeah. Georgia's been working out since she was like a child. You can tell she has athleticism in her. It yeah. just seems strange. It seems so weird that they actually care that much about D. And I mean, what ends up happening later is, is D beats Kaylee in a swim she beats so many people 
Yeah, God. D destroyed that challenge. Mm. She killed it. I was pretty impressed. Okay, so then we go into um, Cam and Leroy. They're, you know, doing their cute little thing. Are they, do you know if they're still together? Um, from word of mouth, from Nelson's little tea, from getting his haircut and stuff in Vegas from Leroy. Oh, yeah. I believe they are not together. That's kind of sad. I feel they're they're cute together. I know people don't like them, but I think they're cute. Cam is a little overbearing. Yes, I think that last episode really um showed that she kind of has like that obsessed, insecure mm. girlfriend type vibe. And it wasn't a good look for her. Yeah, and I don't think Leroy's at all into that vibe. Like he's no. so not that style. But no. I don't know. Would you think that was more like cam showing her true colors or cam under an extreme amount of stress and misbehaving i want to go with the stress and because i i do think cam is a little jealous of the relationship nani and leroy have i think she wants that Mm. as well as the relationship with leroy so i don't know if it's true colors i would definitely say maybe the stress got to her and i think she's insecure because maybe she thinks that leroy has feelings for nani but in reality mm. it's just they're very close friends yeah there was a who put up a twitter poll was it davon someone put up a twitter poll i think it was davon would you be okay with dating someone who has a, a best friend of the opposite sex if they've like slept together and i don't know if it was meant to be the same idea behind what's going on with the love triangle of cam leroy and and nani but it, a lot of people answered no and i think the caveat in her question really messed it up with if they had sex together and i don't think nani and leroy have ever hooked up so i don't know if that same situation would apply i don't know what the saniacs think but i mean i have so many guy best friends could you imagine dating someone who would be mad at you for having a guy best friend that'd be so weird yeah i don't i think it's like a, it's a weird double standard like in a sense where girls are like more bothered by it, I think, than guys. Mm. I guess it also depends on the person. Some guys are just like, no, she she can't be friends with her ex. And then other guys are like, I don't really care who this guy is. But girls are like, you can't be friends with your ex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like with psycho eyes. They're just like, They're like no. <laughs> if you're friends with her, you're in love with her still. Uh, you have to be in love with her why are you still talking yeah (laughs) cam's look when she was like i have to talk to you it's an emergency on the night out in the last episode was fucking priceless that was just classic like just girl going crazy yeah she went full-on uh crazy girlfriend she went stage five level clinger stage five scary (laughs) Uh, all right so then we go into the daily challenge this was called puzzling swim and right off the bat Obviously, I was super excited to get a swimming challenge. We finally get to see everyone's hyping up swimming the whole season as like this skill you have to have. And now it comes down to a swim. And we also find out that today's challenge is a purge. So two people are being purged off this challenge. So not only is it a swim, but the swim is like so important. (laughs) So it's just crazy. This all came together in, in one great twist that they had for this season. Um, so obviously Erlene didn't watch. For all of you guys who also didn't watch, there's two platforms on the water. On each platform, there's a padlock scroll with a riddle on it. In pairs, they have to swim 150 meters to four different buoys, and each buoy has a key key for each team. They have to swim back the keys in their pair back to the original platform where they unlock a bunch of puzzle pieces very survivor style challenge and then they have to figure out the riddle it's the answer is a word and that's what they have to figure out at the end so it was pretty intense and the last they timed their swim so essentially the last team or the slowest team from each pair 
uh, was going to go home. So it was, it's pretty intense. Like if you think about who you're going to pick to go and team up with, it's, it's so much comes down to just this one challenge and you never know what's going to happen out there in the water. So a lot of people were very weird when it came to picking teams. And this is where we saw some crazy shit. And also <laughs> where we saw see old ct come back because he was ruthless when it was team picking time and he was like that's not my problem that's your problem to rogan about (laughs) d i couldn't believe my eyes he he's he's like had his moments where you get that glimpse of him just not caring at all he's like i don't fucking care i'm a grown-ass man i want this check and that's it Mm. you know he was so ruthless about it. It reminded me so much of like the way they would talk about Tina and Tanya and all of those people yeah. back in the day. He was yeah. just like, well, that's not like as if D wasn't a person, like just a thing. And it was just intense. And then Rogan obviously gets stuck being paired with D. And so that was like just a whole drama. This whole scene was great. Honestly, I love D throughout it because she was just basically like, I don't need you to magically start believing in me. You know what I mean? I don't need you to just like magically want to be my partner and think that I'm going to be a good swimmer. So she put her foot down a little bit. She told him how it was because he was just trying to backpedal on everything that had happened. He was like, yeah, well, you're going to do it. You're going to be strong. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Just shut (laughs) shut up at that point. I would Rogan. She killed it though. Do you like Rogan this season? So I love Rogan. Like I would do unthinkable things to this man. (laughs) But as the season has gone on, he is making me not like him as much because I feel like he's just a pussy. Mm. And that's the best way I can say it. Yeah, his whole game is so scared. And he he makes it he talks himself up every time like he's done so much in these challenges realistically he has not really performed Mm. that well so i I think he's playing very very afraid which is a shame because i think he does have potential to be a good challenger but he's so afraid yeah he needs to I, i wish he had went into an elimination the first few weeks so he could have gone against somebody easier and had at least a boost of confidence for the yes. fact that he could do it and it wasn't, you know, the most scary thing in the world. He's yeah. just terrified of it. I think if he went against like Idris or maybe Sean puts in a good fight and then he can avoid elimination. He could just be like, I did mine and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then it's not a scared game. It's that I put in my time. Exactly. And and the whole move with D also was just so scared, you know, having the other right. team try and vote her in instead of doing the dirty work themselves. Like it was just so pathetic really it was Absolutely. like it's like cinch the deal why do you need the other team to do it for you you have to be able to make those tough calls so for i don't know for them i i see what you mean in that that way i still like it's like every time he takes two steps forward the guy takes two steps back for me you know and he's yeah. always just at almost neutral because he either does something good and then just does something bad right after i can never decide if i like him more or not see i i agree in that sense but the last two episodes, I think, were I just don't want to watch him like mm. talk. Just <laughs> let your beauty take over and stop talking, Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> he's but too pretty for words. He's <gasps> way too pretty. Just stop talking. Stop talking. Wait, so do you agree that he's also like way less photogenic in pictures than he is on the show? I find him so much more attractive on film, like on the show where you actually yes. get to see him. Then in photo, he looks weird in photographs. I 
I think it's because he does this like kissy smirk and it's it's not like hot for guys to do a kissy smirk and he like really puckers his like thick lips up so I'm just like everything looks great in the picture besides your face Rogan he looks so good though on these interviews that he does on the show he looks so good yeah in video he always just looks fantastic I've never seen anything like it well, wow, my yeah. my mom is on here commenting. She goes, "No one likes Rogan." Ha ha ha. <laughs> I do when he's not talking this season. I do. <laughs> uh, okay, so once we get past all the team decisions, obviously we do get a little beef between Kara and Polly, kind of. But Polly's like, "No, we're gonna be together. It's fine." Then we get into the actual challenge, and obviously they start. They jump off, and you see Zach. The first sign, you know, Zach. He he's way more positive than people let on or give him credit for and he's improved so much in life just as a person in the challenges compared to on battle of the seasons when he was literally degrading sam while in the sand i mean ruthless ruthless words coming out of his mouth to her that season to now and also even with john a and stuff so ashley gave him a little credit for that they were cute and they end up getting the first key for team usa and then Mm -hmm. we have jordan and tori this power duo who have been just crushing it all season. What do you think about them as a pair athletically? So Tori played college soccer. So already knew that she would do well because Cook also played collegiate soccer and professional. Mm. And I just think the athleticism to be a soccer player really helps in these challenges. And Tori's been putting in the work, working out. And she has something like Jordan, which is like a better, even better thing for her because he's such a good motivator for her. I think that if, there was like a couple challenge they win it hands down like nobody's going to contest for it mm. a couple's challenge would be so sick right now or yeah. at least some sort of rendition of a couple's challenge instead of just x's i hate x's yeah. it's boring I, and tired. I like i think a couple's challenge or like a, a best friends challenge would be awesome yeah it could be couples and best friends just yeah because in theory the couples are best friends yeah Um, so yeah i didn't know tori played college soccer it really is a huge advantage all these soccer players that come on do so much better than the other i mean you're a soccer player so what exactly do you think differentiates somebody coming in from soccer versus other sports so soccer it's like a change of uh, pace sport constantly you're jogging you're running you're sprinting you're walking you have to be able to multitask as a soccer player be able to know where the ball is and know where a player is I I do think you have to be extremely athletic to be a soccer player you mm-hmm. have to like you don't have to be athletic to be a baseball player you have to have great hand-eye coordination mm-hmm. um, you don't have to be athletic to be a race car driver and people consider that a sport you know I think there's like a lot of sports you don't have to be super athletic in and can still do well but soccer if you're not athletic you're probably not going to get very far it's true it's it requires such a high level of just everything endurance yeah. speed I mean you have to think fast too Poly while you're running too. yeah, yeah that's true as well so I, I think because Alan and I have actually talked about it. Um, he was like, if you ever get a challenge, you need to lose your first challenge. Um, so you get called back and he goes, but I think you would do really well after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he would absolutely kill it, honestly. 
you really you should definitely whenever when we started all hanging out and talking and just like getting to know everybody the first thing that i thought of when i found out that you were like this intense hardcore soccer player i was like why is she not on the show because it's so (laughs) suited for people like you with that sort of skill set and they always end up doing so well i miss cook i don't know if you guys know she just had a baby congratulations there goes her comeback i'm a little sad about this but i was so sad when i I found out she was pregnant because then i was like oh well that's I guess That's we're done. It. <laughs> yeah. We have no shot of getting cooked back. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we go into um you, Nelson, you need mad lung power for driving cars though. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike says yeah. soccer is overrated, but I think that's such bullshit. Soccer is the least overrated sport, especially in America. It's underrated. Yes, Mike, you probably play ping pong often if you think soccer is underrated. Hey, ping pong's fun. <laughs> Okay, so um, Team UK, Tori and Jordan, they get their first key. CT, he's swimming alone because Rogan got D. So uh, CT ends up getting the second key for Team UK. He does well, obviously. And then Team USA, second key comes from Polly and Kara. And this is where we had the first bit of trouble in the water. Everybody else had done pretty well up until this point. And, I mean, Polly was ruthless to Kara. You have to give him credit for the fact that he will stand up to her no matter what, you know, he says it like it is. He says what he wants to say. And as she's being lifted up onto the platform after they get the key back, he goes, next time we have a pool, take advantage of it all season. And just, I mean, pow. I know um, you have a take on this one. I, I really do. Um, first of all, I cracked <laughs> up when Polly just ripped on her. And it was kind of also like a good thing because it shows that he's not just going to kiss her ass. He's literally going to also rip her apart when it's, deemed necessary and this really was you have a pool in your backyard you should be swimming in it every day especially when you're still on life vests the way you are and I think I agreed with Jordan when he said you know you talk this game but you can't swim granted the distance is far but you've been doing this is your 14th 15th challenge and you still haven't improved your swimming that's yeah, a little, it's shocking you know it's yeah, shocking absolutely I don't do you know many adult individuals who don't know how to swim where they've had to learn as adults i know two girls one is my age that doesn't know how to swim and then the other is petrified of swimming because of like a near-death experience as a child Mm. so like she has no urge to want to learn how to swim yeah yeah that trauma i actually almost drowned when i was a kid in a uh, jacuzzi my sister who's sitting right here eating a salad saved me and will never (laughs) let me forget it Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like there's just something I'm not understanding about why it's so difficult for these adults to learn how to swim. I just don't get it. Cause I, I've always been swimming since I was a kid, you know, as a baby, yeah. they would throw us into swimming pools. That was how we were taught. And I guess I am having a hard time visualizing what it would be like to learn how to swim as an adult. And if that would be so hard, it, it seems like they're all focused on the breathing part like that's the big problem that everybody has that they get stressed and anxious in the water and they can't breathe but I don't get it I just I don't get it I feel like they could practice that out I actually like love swimming I wish I could live in like a warm state year-round because I would Mm -hmm. swim daily like when I'm in California I know I I really am trying to plan a trip back so we'll have to coordinate that but yeah when I'm at the beach, I don't even like tan. I'm in the water until I'm literally like a pruned up fish. 
Yeah, like, I hate just sitting out and tanning. I'd much rather be splashing around. Like, yeah. it's just so boring otherwise. So I would love to do, like, if I were to ever have some type of opportunity to even do, like, a spring break challenge like they did back then, I would love to do swimming. Mm. I just love to swim, so. I just don't know that. I mean, I have to think about, like, 500 feet is basically what they were swimming. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard for me to imagine what that is unless I'm actually doing it. I'd love to go into a pool and like figure out how hard that would be. But they were all doggy paddling. And that's really what gets me. (laughs) Even if I was dying in there, I wouldn't doggy paddle to the end. Like you'd get there so much slower. (laughs) It's just crazy. At least backstroke, you'll you'll definitely take more distance in the process. Yeah, and you'll be able to breathe the whole time. I just, I don't know. I really, really wish I could be in their mindset. And I'd love to find out. And on top of that, so many of these people, like, Kara trains for the challenge year-round. I mean, she's probably training, what, a few hours a day, mm-hmm. any given yeah. day. So I don't know why a bit of that isn't allotted to swimming. Whereas I think Cam and Leroy, they train less. You know, they're yeah. not as into it. So for me, it makes more sense that they then would let swimming go to the wayside as opposed to Kara, who literally trains all the time, but like misses this one aspect. Yeah, I feel like in in the scenario that she's in, she does put in a lot of work. Like she doesn't really have to worry about her strength and she doesn't really have to work, worry about physicality in that sense. But if your weak point is swimming, you should probably swim every day. Just like Johnny's weak point was cardio, you know, years ago. His oh yeah, because smoking and stuff. Yeah, and you know, same thing with Sarah Rice. Her problem back then was cardio. So it's like if you know what your problem is, then you can fix it. And I think Paulie was right when he said, you know, you should take advantage of having a pool. Mm. So. Yeah, you have the whole season for it. It's true. Sarah had such a cardio. I remember when she was puking and stuff. Like, she would just gas out so quickly. Yeah. It was bad. Um, okay, so then we move on to the challenge. And this is where we see Rogan and Dee pass Leroy and Cam, which was the shock of the challenge. Everybody was hyping up the fact that Dee was so bad. And I kind of had a feeling that Dee wasn't going to go home purely because of how editing was just making it all about her being bad at swimming and stuff. So it's just like they can't make it this obvious. And uh, D ends up crushing Cam, and they started a lot later too. So they, Cam and Leroy, go into the water, go to their buoy. Rogan and D go in much later than them into the water, go to the same buoy, and come back before Cam and Leroy are even remotely close to the platform. So D really killed it. She dug deep. She was still doggy paddling, but seemed like she was going <laughs> faster. So she got there quicker. And we also got to see Josh paddle boating nani into the platform josh had nani just hold on to his life jacket and he just swam her back and we have to give credit to josh you guys everybody's been shitting on him i mean alex how many posts do you guys get per episode or daily in regards to josh and people not liking josh this season it's it's probably daily and it's usually like the stupidest shit it'll be like i can't stand josh's voice Mm. okay put earplugs in when he's speaking like (laughs) it's it's like so petty like yeah i don't like josh's voice i don't like a lot of these people's voices but i still enjoy the show like stop being petty like if you're going to be petty do like the kind of petty that marie and jemmy are where it's like entertaining petty 
Mm, mm. Yeah, petty pod, enjoyable petty. I know what you mean. Everyone hates Josh's voice. It's such a superficial thing to dislike about someone. I can understand if you find someone annoying and then their voice makes it even harder to be around them. Like for me, I get that with Sarah because I find her annoying. Although after being out of the BCC for so long, my opinions (laughs) are turning a bit on those two. But for me, it was like just her voice was annoying only because I actually found her annoying. And I I think that so many people judge Josh right away and refuse to give him an ounce of credit for his performances this season. The guy's been incredible. He's like six something. He's huge in stature and he's so strong. And he proved it today. And so many people were saying that he was a strong swimmer that he's strong in the house like nobody underrates the kids so I'm pretty impressed with I'm pretty impressed with him this whole season I thought he did it fantastic people need to give him more credit for that I I think Nani was like as I'm watching parts of the episodes I I saw before that she told him that she thinks he's a great competitor I think he's very underrated because of his frame he's not jacked like a young CT was or like Jordan Josh is not like obese Mm. He's just got the Hispanic, like, extra meat. Mm. That's it. Like, he's broader, too. That's that's the yes. I, I completely understand where he's coming from, too, because I'm not, like, ripped by any means, but I'm so strong. If you compare me to, like, my sister, who's literally on the couch right now, she's, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe 40 pounds lighter than me. I'm not even kidding. And super, super lean. But I would crack her in a second because I'm so much stronger. I actually work out. I have so much muscle on me. And it's not ripped like how one would expect it to be and that's really common for a lot of people and josh is like that kind of a guy and he's super he's also not that big i feel like he looks bigger just because of his like his bone structure but he's not really that big at all you know you see him he when was it the mud wrestling one his stomach wasn't flopping around it wasn't like he had a huge stomach he was half the size of ct yeah i i don't think he's i just it's just like some things it's genetics maybe genetically like he can't get cut like some of these guys Mm. I mean a lot of those guys probably take some type of enhancement I mean to be as massive as they are do whatever you want but don't hate on somebody else's body worry Mm. about yourself people yeah there's a lot that requires that it requires of a person to get cut you know you have to really take it to next level and so some people just don't want to do that in their life and josh could very well be one of those he's also you know he's got great endurance he's great at swimming so that those are a lot of skills that are needed and you look at some of the bigger athletes like look at tori right so she's a soccer player she's super strong but then when you compare it to someone like ninja who basically weightlifts for a living right you see you see kind of the disparity there like ninja is going for that that's what she's striving for whereas Tori's training for athleticism it's just a different type of vibe ninja also does yeah. climbing so she's very upper body focused and things like yeah. that so you know you can't really look at body type like that and compare it yeah. at least not and at least not think about like how you can't really predict how someone's gonna perform you have to look at their performances yeah I think ninja's a good competitor and she could be better but I would take Tori D over ninja any day like even in climbing as we saw like Laurel outclimbed ninja who literally climbs around their house i think that american ninjas probably kills it at but the challenge is so different because you can't just rely on your climbing strength in a climbing challenge there are other aspects to it as well Mm, i completely agree i would not want ninja is is great at a few things tori's great at a lot of things and that's what you need in the challenge especially 
for a final where you really need a wide skill set. You cannot just have your little things. And I guess there's, I feel like there's going to be swimming in this final because everybody keeps hyping it up. So it just feels like that's going to be around unless they move location, which we'll see. It's been a while for a, a location change too. So we haven't had one of those. I miss, I miss when they would go to three different countries, you know, yes. they'd be like, like we're finishing this X final in Argentina. <laughs> one. Those were iconic seasons. And those finals were iconic visually yeah. climbing up mountains and just like so much <laughs> crazy shit. We don't get that now. No. Uh, oh God. Zach is trolling the audience. Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, Josh and Josh and Ani come back. Cam and Leroy come back. Dean Rogan come back. Josh and Ani come back. They all bring their keys. And at the end, team USA can start their puzzle, but team UK is waiting for Joss and Kaylee, which is uh, two people that, production did not mention once throughout the editing leading up to this so it was obviously the big reveal they were trying to show like this surprise that Kaylee's actually a bad athlete I don't think any of us were too shocked at this though I mean this is brutal for Joss in this moment when he realizes that he's been protecting Kaylee this whole season and she's about to be his downfall it was pretty bad I wish we got to see more of a comparison that we could work off of I wish we got times I wish we got something that we could estimate so we could actually see what was going on i that's where i think a lot of people will be like it was rigged um but i thought (laughs) i i can see that but i can also see that kaylee really is a terrible swimmer and she knows it she hasn't like ever admitted to being a superstar swimmer Hmm. so i think that it could be because of the time thing just because we also haven't seen time in finals in a long time you know, just like the invasion final that Nelson really won. But mm. I definitely do agree in that sense. But I will say, Joss, I obviously there aren't many options on the UK team, but Joss, buddy, to think you had a chance. <laughs> I know. It's honestly really sad when you think about, I mean, just like the fact that Joss his number one should have been Rogan, right? But they were never thinking that way. They weren't yeah. They weren't thinking for themselves ever. So they never... This will be a good realization, though, because all the people who were thinking for themselves this season, very few, but those who actually were, are because they've had experience in the game and they know that they have to play this game for themselves. Otherwise, they're screwed. And so Joss and Rogan don't really have that yet. I don't think no. they understand it yet. No. They were. Just, he was just too loyal. He's too nice of a guy. Like, he couldn't go yeah. against her. Because if he goes against her, Georgia doesn't go in and the whole UK like spectrum gets changed. I mean, yeah. Imagine if they had gotten yeah. rid of Kaylee and uh, and D and kept Jenny and Jenny. Georgia. They would be stacked. I mean, that's insane. And also gotten rid of Rogan and kept Theo. Like I, that just yeah. would have been such a phenomenal team. They really would have been unstoppable at that point and it would have made tonight a much better competition we got it was so it just looked so easy you just had to beat these five like horrible swimmers you know what i mean there was so many people that were bad tonight it was crazy uh all right so team usa they end up getting their puzzle first they they're all doing their puzzle and at one point paulie just like snaps into high gear and he basically figures it out he puts the word together and the winning word was chair I, i was assuming it'd be like a phrase at least something more 
They, they always do something stupid like this at the end of a puzzle where it's just like, oh, that's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the slowest swim teams, this was Leroy and Cam as expected, and then Kaylee and Joss. Kaylee and Joss end up being the last ones. They go home, and this is where Leroy starts bursting into tears. It's like his Josh moment, I would say. And it's just funny because Leroy was giving Josh so much shit for being emotional, <laughs> but you could tell he just had to let it out. He was so... Yeah. I don't know. You think he was like relieved or just happy? There was probably just so much emotion there. He probably doubted himself uh, knowing that if USA lost, he probably knew that he would be the one to mm. possibly end up being perched. So the fact that he didn't is probably like an epiphany almost. Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh. His body just like went into shock. He was just like... <laughs> I couldn't like I mean you just saw it in him it, he was so but I mean he's just it's funny because you see how much passion he has for the season but he's playing so stupid and that's what's so yeah. sad is that nothing he's done has been out of this lack of motivation to win right mm-hmm. it's just this lack of intelligence and foresight to see how things yeah. are gonna fall for him I mean because he was a swing boat since the beginning yeah he has been the swing you know and and he and he complained about the numbers to Nani, but it's like Nani made the point. You were the number. You just voted wrong. Mm. Yeah, Lee. Was, I hate when he says the numbers. Were, I had to go with the numbers because he literally was the numbers. It drives me crazy. Yeah. Like, what he are was you talking swing about? Boat, and he just. I don't know if Cam has like a magic punani or something, but she definitely does. That's that's what we came to the conclusion <laughs> yeah. of here. Because what other fucking reason would there be? It's the only one. Yeah. It's actually just the only one. Great, like dome, I don't know. Something. <laughs> just Cam is good in bed, so that's for sure what it is. Erlene's asking why would two non-swimmers partner together? And I'm guessing because nobody wanted to partner with them. So it was like they had to be together. No one, nobody else wanted to pick Cam or Leroy. They both are the worst ones. It was almost like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the ship. Uh Zach, what are you even saying? All these no-brainer concepts sitting out there and we're getting whatever season 35 is. Yeah, from what I I won't lie, I've actually caught a lot of spoilers for season 35 on accident. It's been pissing me off. But from what I'm seeing, I don't even want to watch that season. Me and Zach might switch to Survivor next season and just completely cut out as 35. Yeah, I, I might just as well. The only reason, actually, I won't say it because possible spoilers. But when 35 comes around, I will announce why I'm still sticking to it. Okay, we'll be we'll be eagerly waiting that. Yes. My, my, my mom's been dropping the funniest comments tonight. She goes, yeah, Josh is a baby cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just reading some of these comments now on my phone. Yeah, the comments are great. You got to get in this. Our comment section is always hilarious. Zach is trolling hard. <laughs> Survivor 40 is going to be fucking fire. I completely yeah. agree with that. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. I've been I've been watching all of the seasons, sort of getting a, a good grasp of each group and each cast that way i can be super excited for season 40 i hate watching returnees without seeing their og seasons for big brother Mm -hmm. survivor it's annoying yeah i try to watch um for big brother i try to watch their their first season Mm -hmm. so that i can kind of get like a background of their personality and style of play and then i'll watch like a season that they're in again but yeah you have to you can't not i've never seen survivor so i may get into it with these challenge seasons okay i just got Better. into it alex you don't understand what's been going on over here in this house i got my family into it my family hates <laughs> reality tv i got my sister into it my mom into it they like the beaches they, 
It's so pretty. It's their their favorite part. But it's honestly so good. It gets boring after four or five seasons because it's really the same shit. But when you watch the best ones, they're fucking entertaining. And the gameplay is so much better than any of the gameplay you've seen on the challenge. It's so much more entertaining. And the thing that's different on Survivor, the biggest part politically, is that... There's always a switch up happening. Like they're always yeah. willing to switch. So there would never be like a super tight alliance that sticks together if number five on the alliance is at the bottom of the totem pole. That person's gonna go and flip the whole fucking thing. And then the, the next elimination, somebody else is gonna flip and somebody else is gonna flip. And it's just crazy. It's constantly turning on its head. It's yeah. it's a much faster paced game than the challenge. The challenge I is like the same thing will. all season. Yeah, I definitely will give Survivor a chance. Um I feel like the challenge first of all, the cast they had for the season, wonderful. Like, mm. so many returners. The British have been, like, my favorite, like, newbies. They are so entertaining. They're beautiful people, but they kind of, I think, blew it, in a sense, with the cast that they had this season. Like, there was so much potential, and they didn't get, I even think, like, 60% of the potential they could have. Yeah, I agree with that. The way the format made it so that way there was never really a shot for our faves, like anyone's faves to shine. It was just a matter of like who's in the alliance and not. And I I prefer formats where a winner of a challenge can make some move as opposed to it being like yeah. one person's the speaker, they pick a tribunal, you never have say. You never can win yeah. something to decide anything in the game. It was like a faulty gauntlet format with the tribunal, which I think like mm. just like the purges, I think the tribunal's getting played out. We don't need a tribunal every freaking season. We just don't. It's a bad it's a bad concept, the tribunal. It's so bad. It makes it so you can have shitty gameplay. Like last season it made it so nobody had to politic. And this yeah. season it's making it so only one alliance has a shot. It's just a, it's just bo it's a boring format. It needs to go yeah. away. I think we needed an Inferno type format with this UK US season. Yeah, with like lifesavers and shit. Yeah, I, I would think love Inferno that. Inferno would have been good because then you also put USA versus UK in eliminations as well. Yeah, as opposed to it even remotely being an option to go against your own team, you make it so that way there is this forced team camaraderie and you really see people duke it out and fight it to the end. And then it also gives everybody an even shot each episode. Yeah. It's it's not the Brits' fault that they were shit at challenges. They're just they no. don't have the experience. No. And I think Irving makes a really good point in the comments section. He goes, Ninja gets on the tribunal tonight without even competing. Like that's mm. total bullshit. Yeah, and that's what happens with this kind of format is that it doesn't even matter what you do in the it doesn't it actually doesn't even matter what you do in the daily. You could be on a team yeah. that wins, a team that loses, you could be going in no matter what. I mean, it's really crazy. You could be safe from a tribunal no matter what. It's just it's not it doesn't create the best sort of competition atmosphere. And if they had changed it up, I really do agree. The the potential for the cast would have been so much higher. Yeah. So much higher. I I think we would get better headbangers in in some of these eliminations i think there would be just as much drama which is what mtv is like really relying on now and i think you get comedy and you get the romance still so mm. to focus solely on the drama is just 
it's so ridiculous. Like, if I wanted to watch a drama, I'd watch, like, the Real Housewives show, like, whatever that's called. Yes. I always say this because, my like, most of my friends in real life, the, if they watch reality TV, that's what they'll watch. Like, that sort of just yeah. the shittiest of all of the out. shit. It's yeah. just so – I can't even – I could never get into it. I could no. never get into that. Like, the Kardashians, sure, you know, no. occasional clips, they're funny, but they're not – I could never watch full episodes and follow it. No. There's no that's appeal. I said, if I want that drama, I'll watch that show. I watch the challenge because of the challenges, the the bickering, the bantering that's comical as well, the hookups, the beautiful people that are on it, mm. and the drama that comes with it naturally. Like if you watch Duel One, the drama on that season is so natural that it pulls you in. Like the drama here, I'm so over it because it's not natural. It's so forced down our throats. I know. And it's the same shit every single episode. Like I'm so sick of these two alliances fighting. The one thing I will say about Josh is I'm sick of hearing the word numbers and I'm sick of hearing like just the same. It's the same problems every episode. I want progress. I want to see new stuff happening. And I don't know. Maybe that's also why I've been so into Survivor as well because it's just not stagnant like the challenge yeah. has been where it's getting boring and expected and that's just it's unenjoyable um okay so let's go back into the episode we go into uh the tribunal the nominations <laughs> i'm so sorry this gravis vega goes feel like listening to her gonna give me the flu i think that's steven get your flu shot gravis okay yeah, get your flu shot for sure. And I'm pretty sure that's Steven. So, Gravis, if you're Steven, I'll find out and we'll block you again on this page. We'll give you another chance as Gravis, but... What a weirdo. But, okay, Gravis. <sighs> you have your palm trees, buddy. <laughs> uh, oh, we actually used... I used um, palm trees for the graphic in your name. There's, like, palm tree little things coming oh, out. Oh, yes. I love that graphic. <laughs> so funny. He's on theme. Shirt. Honestly, that was such a good photo. It took me a while to figure out which pick to use because I wanted one that fit. And then I was doing the chair. I was like, that's a great chair. <laughs> that's got to stay in there. Uh, okay, so back to the show. Uh, we get Rogan and D. also. This is where Rogan starts blaming everything on Joss. Is sort of the aftermath. He's trying to do damage control. We see a lot of damage control this episode. And, you know, if I was if I was Josh, I would be Joss, I'd be happy with that. I would want my friend to use me in any way they could to better their game if I had left in the same way that Joss did. So I don't blame yeah. him. I thought it was a great move. And this is also where we get the Polly and Car fight. And I mean, I don't know production. Do they hate them? Do they love them? It's so confusing because I feel like they're trolling them whenever they're editing these episodes. As Kara is talking about how hard it is to be a couple in the challenge house, that it's the worst environment, that it makes you want to pull your hair out and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Editing starts to put little scenes of Jordan and Tori cuddling and being all cute, Cam and Leroy cuddling and being all cute, and all the other couples thriving while Kara is in such despair. And it's just, I don't know who she pissed off on the production team, but she had to have pissed somebody off. They really dislike her this season. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's dislike her or I think because she is providing like drama in a sense with how bitter she's been in some of them, Mm. in some of the clips. I think they're really pulling at that and they want to create this um, animosity towards her because it gets people talking about her more. Just like the Polly and Cara situations that they do where they stage to break up. 
it causes people to talk about them more. So I think that is the way MTV might be utilizing her right now. They're definitely using her for something because nobody can have, this is a bad edit. I don't like Cara for sure. And I think she's doubled down on so much shit online, but this just the simple fact that people are getting along with her in the house means that there has to be some sort of redeeming qualities in there. And we're not seeing a droplet of that. They have just only shown us the bad. (laughs) I mean, and the stands are still defending her bad. I don't know how they're still doing it, but they are. Uh, they are dedicated. I will give them that. Um, look, when your favorite's wrong, they're wrong. Mm. And it's that simple. You know, with like that whole engagement deal, the like explanations I saw people defending her, I'm just like, how are you defending her? Like, she's the only person that was unhappy. Mm. She was miserable. You can't say she wasn't. Like, that's a miserable reaction. So that was something that bothered me. Like, look, I used, I used to be a fan of her. I, th- I thought she had a great story. But like this season, I've turned off from her. I've turned off from Cam because I, I feel like Cam is really entitled. Mm. And yes, she has a solid elimination record. But Cam has not seen a final yet. So until she sees a final. Cam's seen a final. She, she did decent, wait, but she got screwed. Wait, what final is that? The one where they were wearing the weird knight costumes. Do you remember with the medal? I'll never forget that. The stupidest gimmick. Oh, vendettas. Was that vend- okay, yeah, 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 vendettas. She didn't see the full the full thing. Whereas, yeah, I think if she sees like a final fully and takes home some prize money, then that entitlement's kind of justified in a sense. Even though just entitlement really isn't justified, but she makes it seem like she's the top competitor and girls and the Mm. top political player and she's not i think she has a lot of potential i i liked kim a lot when she started this season just been a little off-putting with her her tone and character i guess we're seeing a different side of her like last episode was obviously really brutal it didn't show her in a good light at all the thing with cam is I don't mind her hyping herself up now after it's been a while she's done a few things like it, it you know to some extent She's lowered her queendom thing that she's been doing this season, or at least editing hasn't shown us that much this season. So I feel like it's a little bit more on par with how I think she should be feeling about herself. My big issue was just the fact that her first season, she came in there, her first episode, the first elimination, and she was just pissed off that she was put up as one of the three possibilities to go into elimination, not even just being Mm -hmm. voted in, but just one of the three possibilities. And that was really, when I rewatched that, I was like, wow, you know, Cam's been like this from the beginning and it's so just, I don't know, you know, it's just too much. You can't come in like that. You, I understand being confident by yourself as a person, but what she was doing was being entitled about herself as a challenger and you just don't have the right to do that. You just don't like, you're just, you're not even like, you don't even go here yet. She was her first season. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't even believe it. And it's like, now that I'm thinking about it, like the fight that her and Melissa had, it's like the thoughts have come full circle. Like she has had some type of entitlement since she started. But I think that this season, I think her head swollen a little bit because of how much power she had in the game for Mm. both teams. You know, she's pretty much said that she's controlling Kaylee without directly saying it on the UK side. And then she has a very strong hold on the U.S. side because she's in Polly's alliance and she's canoodling with Leroy and she clearly is wearing the pants in that relationship at the time. <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah. 
it's like so on and off for me with her now. I, I like her as a person. I think just the fact that she's an entrepreneur is really cool to me that she's really stuck with it and she's doing yeah. something with her life outside of this. And also something that's really connected to something personal for her. Cause she has um, hair problems. And so for her to start this line and be able to provide that service for other people who are in her position, like that's really nice. And she always talks about alopecia and what that effect is and trying to do stuff for the community in that way. So I do like that side of her, her sort of real personality out of the show, but I never see that come through as much as I would like to on the actual episodes. I feel like she is, because she's so savvy as a business person, she's mm-hmm. also savvy as as a, you know, a challenger slash producer type, right? In a similar yeah. way that Bananas is, where she gets what's entertaining and she puts on that vibe. And to some degree, I like it, but I just really enjoy naturally charismatic people more. And I feel like she yeah. is maybe at like a level five or six on natural charisma, whereas you have people like Bear who are at like a 12 out of 10 on natural yeah, Bear charisma. Bear and Georgia are very charismatic. And I know people don't like Bear because of things he's done. Um, I like him from a reality TV standpoint and that's it. I think he's like, uh, mm. I think he's so attractive. I think he's yeah, hysterical. He, he got hotter over the years. Yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. eyes. It's the eyes. Yeah. They're so blue. Like, whoa, yeah. just hit you. <gasps> but I think he's great TV. Like his antics are stuff like similar to what we used to watch, you know, seasons mm. ago. And it's refreshing because we haven't had that kind of humor in a while. It's kind of been more serious the show and so having you you know it's it's been very refreshing for sure I like Georgia a lot I know people are still giving her issues about what happened years ago look it's 2019 people do stupid shit when they're young it's that simple to me I don't excuse anything in regards to like race and stuff Mm. but we have to understand a lot of people do dumb shit yeah and a lot of people just were ignorant back then so much more of we didn't have social media and a bunch of news shit circulating like as much as we do now, where now if there's something that's a big deal, we all know about it, you know, or at least for if you're tuned in, like I've been referencing my sister cause she's here all night, but she's very tuned out. So she has, she probably has no idea. Toby, do you even know, do you know what blackface is? She said no. Like she actually, she wouldn't yeah. even know like that. I'm not even kidding. It's not even a thing. It's just some people really aren't clued into that kind of stuff. But for the most part now, someone like Georgia, who's on Instagram a lot, who's on social media, she would be yeah. in the know of that. And she wouldn't have been back then. So I do agree. It's like, we have to, we have to judge them for now. Bear is just so charismatic. And the point that you made about it being lighter humor is so good. We don't ever talk about that, but think about to the time when like Dan was on the show and Evan was just like tossing things around and even Theo way back in the day, like they were so much funnier about everything. People got so serious and personal now. Like they, they they did funny parties. Like yeah, they had the runway show. They had Mark's birthday on the gauntlet. Oh yeah, the runway show. You know, they did so much. The toga parties. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if it's MTV that doesn't allow it anymore, or maybe the cast just doesn't want to do it because they probably don't like each other like they used to. But having bears like comedic relief has has been so refreshing because mm. sometimes the show's too serious and then you kind of like you detach and you kind of get over it and then when you have somebody like that personality it's it brought me back in a little bit more yeah I don't know if I would be as attached to the show had I not started the podcast because I started it when I still loved it 
And then yeah. the first season we did, which was Final Reckoning, it, it got weird. But my love yeah. sort of faded a bit because things just were blah. You know, they weren't, it wasn't as exciting, like you're saying. It wasn't as lighthearted. And I love that kind of humor. That's, to me, that's the enjoyable comedic aspect of these shows like without that it's so it's just so and so tensiony there's no like release anywhere and they're all so serious about everything kyle and bananas were talking about this on their mania interview how people are just so personal on the show they take everything so seriously they can't let anything go and it just is a really intense atmosphere absolutely Okay, so the tribunal, this was, I mean, not much to discuss there. They obviously vote in Jordan. D gives a little speech, whatever it is. And then we also get Ninja being just mega condescending to Jordan throughout this whole thing. It's funny how she she's like, do you have any remorse or regret for how you talk down to people while talking down to Jordan, which was just so funny. And, you know, Jordan just doesn't care at that point. I'm sure he knows examples of when he's done that, but he was trying to antagonize them. He's like, can you give me examples? We get Zach, who's like, this is just embarrassing to sit next to Ninja. And then you have Ashley saying that Jordan thrives on hate, which is just so funny that that's her reasoning for wanting to get him out because Ashley thrives on hate. Everyone knows Ashley thrives on hate. Like, that's just, (laughs) come on, Ash. Absolutely. It was bad. And then we go right into the night out. And they're always, like, just showing the different crews and things like that and the different sides happening. And then we cut to Nani, Cam, and Leroy. And they're sort of drunk making up. And I don't know if Cam's really genuine in that. I know Nani definitely seemed like she was genuine, which was great. But uh, it didn't – it seemed a bit more one-sided from Nani to Cam. And we also get production – this was a really funny bit. They edited a bunch of babies applauding when Leroy when Leroy said that he was able to accomplish the swim challenge. The funniest <laughs> sound effects they've ever put in. They're like, yay! It was just so funny and epic. As if Leroy's accomplishment was just not that extreme. Then we go into Rogan knighting D and CT with an alcohol bottle, which was great. This is kind of like what we're talking about with the gimmicks that they used to do. This sort of stuff rogan was just putting it on slightly and it at that point was the first point in the episode that i realized that rogan was the last british person the entire season the last british person left the whole yeah. season yeah when joss said that i literally was counting back and i was like oh my gosh he's the only brit standing the only one is rogan that's the craziest thing to me i i mean the brits must all be thinking they fucked up because the entire team destroyed itself. They all yeah. ate each other. Yeah. It's what happened. And it's funny because it's really Rogan and Joss at total fault mm. for the team. And I think Joss says it in his like post interview that we sent Georgia home. We sent Theo home. He goes, I'd much rather have swam with Georgia and Jenny. Like you mm-hmm. could see he totally regrets how he played that whole season. Yeah, once once it all clicked in him that he was going home because of Kaylee, he I mean, he woke up to the fact that, whoa, maybe he really fucked up because, <laughs> you know, maybe I should have kept some of these girls who were much better athletes. And it's funny to think that they all thought they were playing this incredible game to get themselves to the final, but then none of them except for maybe Rogan are going to get themselves to this final, which yeah. is just, it's just nuts. Hopefully they come in with a better strategy next season. They were by no means the strong UK alliance that we saw from last season. Oh, my no. God. So we go to the next morning. This is where Leroy and Kara start practicing swimming, which I thought was really funny for them <laughs> to be doing the next day. 
And Polly starts shit talking Kara to CT saying that she's not coachable, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it seems like this is revelation for him, but Kara has never been coachable. This is pretty much Jordan's biggest issue with her. But also, someone shouldn't have to be coachable that's been on the show for longer than you, you know? Yeah. It shouldn't have to be that way. I feel like it should be Kara coaching Polly, and yet it's the other way around. It's concerning to me that that many years of experience still gets you less knowledge and understanding of the game than somebody who's just coming in. I mean, I guess Polly's a super fan, but still, still. Yeah, he's definitely still super fan status to me. Um, <laughs> just the way he, like, talks and plays i like can't decide if i like polly still or i don't i think sometimes like he's just like a rogan just stop talking polly just stop mm -hmm. talking and then other times where he showed that he can distinguish reality and game with jordan's proposal and be happy for them you're like this guy has like good moments you know yeah i Overall, I think I really like Polly. I get a good vibe from him in a way, but I also, I just don't like the storyline of him. I just don't like his, I feel like if he came in and never dated Kara, it would have been a whole other Polly. He would have come in and played like this vicious individual yeah. game. And I would have loved to have just seen that Polly instead of this Polly. But I, I still, I still like him. He needs to, we need to see him on a season without Kara is what I think we need. Yeah. To be I able think to he would judge have been him. more cutthroat by himself. Like, I think if he was originally supposed to be on Vendettas over um, Victor. Oh, no way. Yeah, but he, uh, like, fractured his leg or whatever. So they brought Victor in because, I mean, Polly and Natalie had a slight vendetta. He pretty much just made fun of her having fake texts. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was the funniest um, jury beef ever. <laughs> yeah, or no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was supposed to be on it, though, but because of the fractured leg or whatever, he couldn't. I think if we get Paulie and Vendettas, we have a different dynamic of him on the show. So I definitely agree with you. If, mm. you know, if he didn't date Kara, he would be, I think, more of a powerhouse. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see him play a more vicious game. He's built for it, so he should be. Mm -hmm. I do you guys get still a ton of Polly Cara posts? Is that still Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on the regular. Like at this point there's just no accepting them because they still are all the same no matter how you word it. And <laughs> yeah. people try to trick us by using like bigger verbatim and bigger vocab words. You're not getting past us. We know what you're trying to do. We mm. don't need another fucking Cara and Polly post. I'm sick of it. There's Stop so it. many. It's Stop funny it. when when I see Zach in the comment section of a Kara and Polly post and these random people who like know of him kind of because they see his name is always hating Kara. And they're, just, <laughs> they're just always comment underneath like, well, you like always hate Kara. So da, da, da. I'm just like, it's funny people recognize that. He does it enough that people recognize it. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> okay. Back into the proving ground. We get the votes. Ninja and Ashley both end up voting for Josh, which I was pretty much expecting and zach votes for polly it's a shame like if this was survivor ninja would have voted for rogan do you know what i mean if this was yeah. a, like they just are not switching anything up it's so that's what i feel like bear also adds is that he's not afraid to make a shitty move in the game if it's gonna just sh change things up which is what we need in the house like somebody just yeah. stop playing the safe route it's so boring so anyways josh gets voted in zach votes for polly i think just for drama 
And we get a really hilarious nomination speech from Ashley at this point. And she goes, I've been playing a game with an alliance all season and truly and honestly, they've become my friends. And Jordan was cracking up during this. And it was just the funniest laugh. You could see he could not take her seriously for a second. No. I, what do Ash do? Does anybody ever post about like Ashley fans being um, confused so now? Ashley still gets a lot of hate for taking the money on Final Reckoning. So it's hit or miss. There are fans and then there are people who are like, she's a thief. She's a whore. She has fake titties. Oh my gosh. Like, like as individual posts, people will post just separate oh, posts yeah. like Ashley yeah, is a no whore. Idea. Yeah. That's people. just crazy. Here, here's the thing, everyone. If I was in Ashley's position, I'm taking the money. That's a lot of money. It's life changing. Yeah. I'll write Hunter a check if I'm feeling generous. But I'm paying my college debt. I'm paying off whatever bills and credit card bills I have run up. I am literally investing in things. That is life-changing money. And what are you going to see half a million again? Or Absolutely. a million. A million. A million. A million. So she literally got to take so much money from him. It seems st- stupid. People act like they wouldn't do it, but imagine if that was offered to you. I could literally, I pay off my mom's house. All these things, you could do so many different things with it. It'd be, I mean, it'd be stupid not to have taken it. I heard a theory, listen to this from from that final. Apparently, Joss and Sylvia won it, but because they knew that they were going to share, that's why they gave it to Ashley. That was also my theory before I had read all the speculation from Vevmo and stuff that I felt like Joss and Sylvia had won that because all the clues that you got from that final hinted to them winning and they did so well. I just couldn't imagine Hunter and Ashley having won in that. And it was a really shitty final, but obviously that's like maximizing your capital. Like for someone like Ashley, that's such a big win because think about Mm -hmm. it this way. Not only did she win, but she didn't have to work that hard for it and she got to win so much more than people usually win in these things it'd be like finding a job that pays you 5k an hour versus the 20 you've been making are you (laughs) you're not gonna like just take up that job Uh. and and she didn't have to eat the gross shit yeah oh my god and because i remember i think i spoke with like marie about it like once it all filmed and stuff and i literally was just like would you have shared it she was like there was no way any of us were sharing it she's like car was stole from me i was gonna steal from her absolutely i think honestly joss and sylvia would have been the only couple to not steal it yeah joss is too scared to steal it and i think sylvia (laughs) they just have too good of a bond but joss wouldn't steal it from anyone the guy's just so nice he needs to not be so nice uh okay so the elimination was called end of the rope there's 150 feet of rope buried in the sand in between these two pedestals they each have to grab one side of the rope while standing on the pedestals and they basically have to either get all of the rope over onto their side and take it from their opponent or they have to get their opponent off the pedestal the first to three wins the elimination so we had first round jordan you know you see him obviously he's at a huge disadvantage one hand and you're pulling rope like he really can't grasp the other rope with his other hand a lot of times he can do some stuff with his left hand he can sort of hook Mm -hmm. it when he's climbing and things like that but for this it really required like just the ability to actually grab and he ended up using Mm -hmm. his brain and figured out a strategy for this now did you watch this part of the elimination because he really killed it when it came to actually figuring out how to beat josh yeah so i think this is where jordan 
has like a Landon tier level competitor in him because mm. he in in moments like those when you're in those eliminations people are so rung up on adrenaline that they're not thinking like that so the fact that he's figured out how to still have full control of his mind and be able to utilize it while pumped up on adrenaline is it's amazing nobody else would have probably figured that out the way he did and probably would have lost because of the size difference you know Mm. it's so true he has that ability you really need to have the smarts to be able to think under so much bodily stress and pressure yeah it's so intense he's super composed i mean i know a lot of people don't like him but you have to give credit where credit is due and like Polly even does it the guy is such a beast competitor physically and mentally you have to give him credit you can't take that away from him that's yeah, like people absolutely. trying to take away from Kara being a champ. Listen, if Jordan wins this season, it's, you know, he's the fucking goat. I mean, that will be three for four. It's insane. What's Kara like two for 30? You know what I mean? This is just no competition. <laughs> absolutely. Without a doubt. He has done such a good job. Greg is saying that Jordan has two hands, right? He still has the other hand part of it, but he, does, but he doesn't have every finger. On but it's the like, hand. it's like this. And I actually know somebody in my office who has a similar condition and the fingers that they do have, even the thumb and the pinky, they're not really that, um, they're not really like the same fingers. They're not full that we see now. Yeah. So it's still harder. Yeah, he, absolutely. Yeah. I agree though, Greg, his left thumb is probably still has more grip strength than most people have in all of their fingers, which is true, but that's just a sheer testament to how incredible Jordan is an athlete. And so for those of you guys that didn't watch Jordan's strategy the whole time was reading Josh, figuring him out almost like a poker player would read his opponent and seeing his tells when he's moving on the pedestal, when he's pulling back, when he's pulling forward, when he's going to pull the rope, what does he do when he pulls the rope? And so Jordan figured out that when he does his big pulls, he pulls with his legs as well, which means that Mm -hmm. if Jordan were to let go of the rope while Josh is doing the pull, then Josh would go backwards. So he gets that first round based on that. Lots of letting go, lots of tugging. It was sort of like a test round for him. Round two, he pretty much does it again, but this time he was running out of rope. So Jordan baits Josh into pulling by going up on one leg on the pedestal, making it seem like he was going to fall to give Josh the motivation, the confidence to do one big pull. And with that, he lets go. Josh falls. Jordan wins round two again. And round three, again, this was pretty crazy, except this time Jordan actually pulls most of the rope onto his side, which was so fucking impressive that he was able to do this and then implements the same sort of tug strategy and gets Josh off. And TJ, at the end of this, they blow the horn. TJ does the whole little thing at the end. And once Josh leaves, TJ makes the comment of the night, in my opinion. He goes, I had to say that was a good elimination, you know, just to be nice. But Jordan, you smoked him. I mean... (laughs) crazy imagine tj telling you that what a boost of confidence that's just crazy absolutely and i think i feel like tj's had a little bit more of a personality this season where he's you know you see how pissed he is when ct threw the challenge and it was genuinely him being angry like he was like well you guys want it because ct just did that Mm. yeah we, we haven't really seen TJ do that. We, we hear his ad libs all the time and people don't think he's, he ad libs, um, he does or does like time. voiceovers. They don't believe that. They think that it's him talking the whole time in the episode. Oh my God. Uh, but I mean, to, when you actually see him and he is genuinely like bothered by that or 
like when they voted Jenny down or Georgia mm. and he gets and he makes the comments it's nice to see that he actually does uh feel a certain way at times and isn't just there to host yeah I feel like he cares a lot because he's been so invested in this show for so long that mm-hmm. for him it, he's almost embarrassed for the show when people play it or make a mockery of it and you know, I mean, it's, you know, TJ's going to be there for ages. He's seeing everything yeah. go down. He sees it live in action. So he for sure gets frustrated. And he probably loves certain people more than others. And yeah. you can tell. He also, like, he's getting older. I think he wants, I think he's getting bored of these. And he's looking for better seasons than what they're producing. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, he goes on these and, like, he gets a free vacay and he gets paid in the process but it's like if i have to watch a three-hour challenge and then you end up throwing it he's like you just wasted three hours of my life yeah plus like the eight-hour bus ride whatever the fuck they took yeah okay so then we end off the episode with tori saying that she's gonna make jordan some babies because of how he performed which was hilarious (laughs) we got to see like a little bit of her humor and that was i mean that was pretty much the whole episode we get some next week stuff going on but you know alex if you have anything else to add i know you have to wake up early tomorrow so i don't want to keep you too long but i'm sure that there are some challenge fan admin type takes that you can give us for the rest of the season so i mean we obviously have to know spoilers so that if we see them in the group we catch them and things like that and i won't spoil anything for anybody because oh do you guys you guys delete like things that you see that are just an instant spoiler without knowing if that person is releasing it or not. Like if they just think that. Yeah. So we do have the spoiler thread, as you know, which is specific to the next season of when it's airing, when we never get the spoilers, we do have assholes that decide to just literally go and comment and spoil seasons for people. And then we just give them a boot because it's literally in our rules. Don't be an asshole and spoil it for people. Um, But we do get that. It's, not all the time but it happens and then it's like five people have read that comment so we need to get rid of it before a thousand people have read it yeah god that's so annoying there's been there's been so many times when you guys have had to defend yourselves in the admin in all uh-huh. of the comment sections and things like that where people don't get their posts approved can you give people an idea of why their posts don't get approved and how they can maybe get their posts approved because this seems to be like this controversial issue no one can get their yeah. post approved and they're also dramatic about it all so to start this group sarah had started it uh like three years ago and it was like a couple hundred people we're now at over twenty thousand members god that's crazy so during a challenge season when it's air um airing live after an episode alone we're getting a minimum of 50 to 100 posts after the episode a minimum you know and if there's a lot of like content the queue just fills up more so the first thing we do is we go through duplicates because we have our 24-hour rule we don't post until 24 hours after the episode in case somebody hasn't watched it and then after that it's fair game um so duplicates it goes by whoever posted it first like if it's an article or a picture we'll go and keep the person who posted it first their Mm -hmm. post in the queue and we'll delete the others which I think is fair. It's a first come, first served. Absolutely. 
That, um, that's a big one that people don't realize. Like sometimes yeah. you could be, so, you think that your post is so unique and original, but it's actually yeah. not. It's actually not. We try to be careful with certain posts. Like if we see a Camilla post, we have to be aware that it's going to probably get shut down very fast because people mm-hmm. get heated. So with posts like that, if we let it go through, one of us tries to monitor it all day. Like mm-hmm. if we can, or get notifications for it because it will get ugly fast people have a sharp tongue over a keyboard and we don't like things getting personal so when we get posts like that we either avoid them or we are monitoring it very closely yeah cool I like that one and then what are other reasons like are people just incredibly negative because I feel like people don't understand the the amount of negativity that comes through this stuff yeah, we see, I personally would say that we see, like, more negative or, like, con condescending, like, toned posts mm-hmm. than we do positive. Yes, you obviously have your favorites and you have people you don't like, but if you don't like somebody, you don't have to obsess over them and post about them all the time because your post isn't going through. We would like to keep the content positive. It's obviously not realistic, but there are certain ways to word your negative posts and Mm. not calling somebody a dumb bitch or an annoying person be creative people you have google you have the internet (laughs) you have a thesaurus (laughs) yeah you're being a saying don't use one-liners example i hate cara we get those all the time like the one-liners they're not creative they're not cute and why would we it just it's like not even there's no content yeah, why post? Literally, that's a comment. That's not a yeah. con- that's not yeah. a post. <laughs> yeah. Car post. Go tweet it. Go on our Instagram. Like, oh god, oh. people are just so intense. Um, all right, so I think that's it for the episode. Alex, thank you so much for joining. Honestly, this was great. I got thank a much better you. sub than Calhoun could have provided today. You should hear him. It's really bad. Um, and <laughs> thanks, Zach, for still tuning in in the comments and giving all your takes. We hope that you guys will have forgiven us from last week and taken our apology at the beginning of this episode seriously, or at least our clarification. Me and Zach will be back here next week. And yeah, I think that's it. Obviously, check us out, saniacpodcast.com, at Saniac Podcast. Alex, what's your Twitter handle now? Because it changed. I changed it. So I'll explain that before heading off. Um, I changed it to my last name. It's not a problem. Uh, 11. Um, it's a running joke of my friends. My last name is Nata. So we like to make Nata puns like here for a good time, not a long time, things like that. That's um, fucking hilarious. So I changed it to that mainly because I'm kind of like straying away from the stand on mm. online. I just have seen like it's full toxicity and I just, I don't really want to be associated with it. So I kind of took over it and I use my, I haven't been tweeting a lot because of work, but um, I have been trying to get my blog posts back up. So that is something people should follow me for because I feel like I'm a pretty fucking funny person on my blog posts. I agree. Alex Um, does a lot of like millennial style blogging. So if you like that, if you want to hear from somebody, you know, who's into society and culture and what's happening now and is hilarious, then definitely check out our blog. What's the website for it? um it's actually let me pull it up it's on my twitter if you go on my profile it is literally on the profile but it is called insatiablemillennials.home.blog 
Love it. Lo- insatiable millennials. I love it. Yes. That's so great. And hopefully you'll write for us too, because I know people yes. want to hear. Yes, definitely. We are in the works, people. Of we are. An insatiable and saniac. It'll be a um, good, a good little collab. Yes, we're all about it. I definitely hear you though on wanting to stay away from stuff. It almost makes me like I know we have the Saniac accounts on all the platforms, but it's just mm-hmm. so it's become so unappealing for me to engage on the social media accounts. Like my Instagram is almost non-existent because there's like a thousand challenge pages and they all post yeah. the same things, and the Twitter is just so like vicious and. You just, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I let Zach handle Twitter for the most part because <laughs> he, he just, he can troll away and enjoy himself there. But it really is getting, are we getting old? Is that what's happening? Like, I feel like I'm I getting old. So I think, I think that is a part of it without a doubt. Um, but I don't know. I just, I think it's just sometimes social media, like you need a break from it. And mm. this is like me, like I've enjoyed not being on Twitter as much because the times I were on, like, was on it, it was just, like, total mayhem. Like, I was literally, like, on eggshells anytime I tweeted because mm-hmm. I was trying to be unbiased with the stands. I had a lot of different stands that followed me, so I wanted to keep that because I uh, won the tea when I got it was good. And two, I don't feel the need to pick a side. I'm, like, Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure after this episode, a lot of the stands are not going to be happy because I'm not as big as a car supporter as I used to be anymore. And I didn't really support her much in this uh, live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and listen, like they go crazy. They, the, her stands are really just insane, but I really think we're just getting too mature for it. There's too, yeah. I just don't care. Like, I just don't care. I never actually went on Twitter and enjoyed it. I like Facebook. Don't get me wrong. That's the one platform I actually enjoy scrolling through and commenting. But Twitter was always just going on there for Saniac podcast purposes to, you know, increase engagement. But it's just so like, it's like life sucking. (laughs) I don't know how people are on it so much. And oh, my God, Calhoun is doing the God's work for our for our podcast because I could not handle it over there. It's just too much. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's been a fantastic episode. Alex, you're the best. We will see you guys next week. Yeah, this was awesome. And uh, we'll be back here around the same time-ish as usual. I'll put up another pre-post. I know Michael had an issue with getting us, uh, getting notified. You can also get notifications from us as well. If you go to the top right of this video where you see the Cineac podcast, if you're on a computer, you'll see a little bell and you can hit get all all notifications so you can get notifications when we're live even if you don't click get notified on each individual pre-post which might help a lot of you guys to get here on time i know that's a big issue and the audio for last night and tonight's episode will be up hopefully before friday so i'll keep you guys posted on that and thank you all so much peace out see ya